live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is March 16th in the year of our Lord, 2020. The goal is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. The doctor's in the house. Dr. Scott Bradley with us for a two-hour broadcast. Check out his collegiate series called To Preserve the Nation. Check out his weekly webinars and more at freedomsrisingsun.com. So the mainstream press and the government's kind of, you know, contemplating martial law. Is martial law coming is kind of the question. But I ask, is God's law coming? I believe the coronavirus could be as bad as they say if we let the government do what they want to do. They'll literally take, you know, create us all inside, sell us bad, bogus food and and not focus on anything for solutions. And, hey, it'll be really, really, really bad. On the other hand, we can turn to God as President Trump has set the standard for if the mainstream press would tell you about it. Uh, And if we turn to God, if we get a lot of outside fresh air, if we get a lot of vitamin C and vitamin D and look at nutrition as one of the great solutions, if we truly um, do quarantine by voluntary those who really need to be protected and then if we live life carefully and hey we can change this i think we need to stop hoarding food in grocery stores uh, to a great degree i think donald trump's point is correct on that because we're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy okay everybody buys too much then they don't even have enough money to weather the storm because they've spent all their money uh, and then basically there's not enough food on the shelves for everybody else then everybody starts to panic and we can't just spiral down in fear folks you got to jettison that idea and replace it with faith the cdc is recommending that there be no events held in the united states with 50 or more people for the next eight weeks now on one hand i understand that advice and i think certainly some social distancing makes some sense and i applaud the private efforts of folks doing their best to say hey you know what this is not a needful event let's let's kind of back off and but the mandate is my concern and that's where they're going for governments are staying establishments can stay open for carry out and delivery. What we can't have is people eating and congregating and seated and stuff like that. But you know what? VP Mike Pence and President Trump are literally gearing up to tell us, listen carefully, the, quote, coronavirus task force will announce later today recommendations on how to behave. What? You get your government telling you how to behave? Maybe God ought to tell you how to behave, and maybe we ought to listen. Dr. Anthony Fossey signaled that the guidance would resemble what is currently going on in European countries and other countries around the world, which is government-mandated controls. Folks, I fear, not for the coronavirus so much, but for the direction we're on and and what we're allowing to happen in the name of, quote, protecting ourselves. You want the government to protect you? They're here to save you? Look out, baby. Now, God promises he'll protect us. And by the way, 80% have mild symptoms from this thing how do we deal with the small percentage that could get really sick and might die and how do we prevent it and what could we and should we be doing is kind of the question now the mainstream press though is in kind of a quandary and the liberals are in a quandary they've been promoting government school to indoctrinate us for decades that's part of the reason we've arrived at this pinnacle that we're at right now because everybody's indoctrinated into socialism and communism without even knowing it they want government to solve all the problems But you know what? Now they're in a little bit of a quandary, a dilemma, uh, because what's happening is they're forced to promote homeschool, and it's going to undo, if we can do it right, folks. This is up to us. We have a window of opportunity. It's going to undo what they've tried to build for decades, which is everybody just rely on government. 
But if they if we homeschool, we can start to put the appropriate curriculum in place for people to understand the true solutions. Kurt, interest in homeschooling grows. It's a great point, Sam, and uh, WorldNet Daily's got the piece. Uh, you're not going to see it in a lot of places simply because of this, uh, you know, mention that you you already brought up. Uh, the fact is the government, of course, uh, doesn't really want to promote homeschooling or, uh, you know, self-prepared kind of people, uh, that kind of thing, because, you know, uh, they almost view us as... Uh, clients if you will and uh, you know the sub headline on this world net daily piece coronavirus introducing millions to education alternatives now, um, let me stop you there and you say know, that couldn't be yeah. better news if you ask my opinion no i'm not well, really that i want it to be spurred by a virus or whatever but i'm saying that millions will realize that they can teach their children or that other educational opportunities exist um, that are different from the government, traditional 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, I think that's a, an opportunity of a lifetime, Kurt. Well, and, I mean, you find, you're, I, I mean, we've seen these schools that, in my opinion, uh, you could make an argument uh, that pretty much they're a vector of disease. Um, and, and, I, and some will say, well, why would you say such a thing? And, you know, just track it, ladies and gentlemen, on an almost yearly basis that I've ever seen. Uh, the way it works is summertime, you know, people are not, quote, in, you know, children are not in school. Uh, you're, they're out. Uh, separate they you know basically they're at home maybe they're playing with their friends a little bit but they're just not cooped up in some you know uh, place where if one of them gets sick and sneezes the whole bunch do and then it goes from there back to their homes and all that family stuff and what you see typically the standard yearly kind of um I guess you could say sickness pattern is, uh, you know, it it's begins to hit pretty hard around Halloween time. I mean, it's getting cold. I'm talking about North America typically. I mean, you know, you got to track it better. And you're, if you're down under, you know, New Zealand, you can figure it out how it works. But here in North America, you know, you're, you get, it gets cold. People are indoors, especially the school kids. And then, uh, you know, they introduce massive amounts of sugar and candy and all that kind of stuff. And what happens? Their immune systems drop big time. Uh, you get an onslaught uh, of sickness during yeah, that time. Yeah, they're in government school it, where they start too early and don't have enough sleep on top of that. That's right, and and it and and then it begins to almost lessen a little bit, and then you get hit by Thanksgiving, another big party time, and then you know it comes back down, and then you get hit by Christmas, uh, then you kind of get a lessening, and then you get hit by Valentine's, and finally, uh, you know, you're starting to get out of that because it starts to warm up and people are, are they're outdoors more and so they're less cooped up and not so um, sneezed on and coughed on by some little critter, I guess you call it. Uh, you know, and so that's what we st typically see and yet we just barely saw the New York folks um, agreeing to shut down the schools because, hey, they agree that... Um, 
it's a great way to control people besides the fact that most many of americans have just uh come to believe or ex use the schools as a babysitting uh system as well sam all right kurt's talked uh, about a bunch of points there scott you want to respond Sure. I mean, there's always, you know, me, I've always got something to say. Uh, just to begin with, we'll talk about the homeschooling thing, but points four and five of my 10 simple rules. Point four, enjoy the air out of doors and participate in wholesome exercise and activities. Point five, avoid unnecessary crowds in close, poorly ventilated, overheated facilities. I guess that describes the problem we have. Uh, well, one of the minor problems, I guess we should say, with the public education system. The major problem is it's a godless religion that is being foisted upon our families that takes away from the divine God that uh, that we worship. And so, you know, we our family was kind of on the bleeding edge of the homeschool movement. Uh, people thought the SWAT team was going to come shoot us and take our kids away and everything. But I always uh, I spoke to a lot of uh, homeschool conventions uh, you know, around the country, and I really always said homeschooling was the hope of America because it would avoid the indoctrination the children were experiencing with this godless religion called humanism and, and the socialism that went along with that. I've kind of lost my hope a little bit with the homeschool movement, and I'll tell you why. What's happened is a lot of homeschoolers have been co-opted into a kind of a generic uh, uh, kind of public education mentality they do online. And I think it's a really, really big threat. And I'm really worried that this idea that, oh, no, 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 we're going to not, we're going to have people go home, we're going to educate them online using the indoctrinaire um, philosophies that are found in the public education system. We're just going to deliver them into your home now. So I would say to people that do this, Turn your computer off. Sit down with your children. Two weeks ago, well, it, it was uh, not this yesterday Sunday, but the Sunday before, I taught a, an adult class at church. And I, I told the final words, and I wrote them on the board, gather with those you treasure. Gather with your treasure. And that what is what needs to happen. The family needs to gather together. They need to reinforce the love, the uh, belief in God, the eternal principles, you know, the family really is, uh, I believe, an eternal uh, institution, if you will. All the other institutions will go by the wayside. And I think that if we will take the opportunity that's presented to us and not go with the, uh, you know, the I'm sure they're going to come up with, with all sorts of online educational programs that all they do is, is deliver it to the computer in your house but you're bringing the devil in your home, really. I mean, people say, oh, that's an overstatement. Well, honestly and truthfully, if it's taking your family apart, if it's taking you from God, if it's removing your faith and hope and, and desire to do good, it is the devil. And and so, please, if, if you get an opportunity to homeschool, homeschool. Do not be sucked into the—it'll uh, it'll be a, a trap. Well, and if you go online for school, let it be a private school that doesn't take any government money. Let them be independent in their education. Uh, let them promote God, family, and country. I believe that turning to God is one of the most important things we can do, and I'm proud of Donald Trump for highlighting that reality. Too bad he didn't get coverage. Maybe if he comes on Liberty Roundtable Live, he'll get the just coverage deserved. Nevertheless, it is about God, family, and country. Family is the fundamental unit of society, ladies and gentlemen. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, so Scott is saying you better look out what online education you take. Online's better than going to the government schools for many reasons. But you know what? The indoctrination, um, I don't know what you want to call it, snake. <laughs> uh, you knew what I was when you found me. Idea is still there, Kurt. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, Dr. Scott Bradley, I noticed a uh, headline from Breitbart, you know, basically for today or yesterday that says the uh, Scholastic uh, Corporation is offering free online learning for kids whose schools are closed during the Chinese coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I wouldn't view Scholastic as a good source of, uh, I guess you could say, you know, real good American history and all that. And what makes me think of the great source, uh, I think of the uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, kind of story about him where they they said, hey, what if Abraham Lincoln had gone to Harvard? You know, and the point was uh, he grew up at home with his mom teaching him from the Bible and the dictionary. And, uh, you know, some would say, poor kid, didn't have all those other books. And I would say, lucky kid got a great source of uh, good real learning and uh, right there at home with mom you know it's interesting uh, an, an individual he was a friend he's passed away now but he um, he was very much in the forefront of the beginnings of the home education program before he did that though he was so sick and tired of the public education thing he 
he sought out good Christian schools. Now, there are Christian schools, I'll, I'll give you an example of one that uh, one of my grandkids went to up in uh, northern Idaho, that I asked them when I was there once, would you embrace the Common Core curriculum? They, oh, absolutely. Well, there's people out there that claim to be Christian that aren't. But anyway, going back to this friend of mine, he, he was looking for a good Christian school to send his, child, his children to, actually. And... Um, he asked the headmaster, I don't know what the guy's exact title was, but he asked him, he says, well, have you guys been certified and uh, and uh, accredited? And the guy goes, oh, my goodness, we wouldn't stoop that far. And it's like, you know, that's the right answer. It is the right answer. Becoming accredited in the system today right now is absolutely a death knell to principle. And this this uh, Christian school, the so-called, that uh, one of my grandchildren went to up in northern Idaho, oh, yeah, absolutely, will embrace Common Core. Well, that's a death knell, too. I mean, it's like saying, oh, yeah, John Dewey is our God. We put his picture up in this, every class, and we all pay homage to him and uh, this humanist religion. So we have to be so careful, and everybody ought to be vetting what goes into their kids' minds. I talked to some public education kids the other day. Uh, these were high school kids and pretty studious, I think. I asked them how many hours a week they spend in school, you know, in the classroom, and how many hours a week they spend in in um, uh, doing homework. And, you know, the consensus was around 50 total. You know, uh, so 50 hours a week they're being indoctrinated into a godless religion. And you try and do a you know an hour long Sunday school class or something like that a week up here. Look at the ratio of focus that's happening. Uh, these kids are absolutely, uh, and because of that, I believe we have a faith crisis in the nation, and um, and the nation is paying the price. We you know we've talked a lot in the last hour and now this hour. By the way, the just to make this very clear, if we have a faith crisis in the nation, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, when he was alive and he was in his ministry. Uh, literally would ask people, you know, do you have the faith to be healed? It's because of your faith. Their faith has made the whole. And I just can't overlook the link you're making to this coronavirus and the solutions that I believe really matter, Scott. Well, that is so true. I mean, uh, this faith-based healing has become, if it's on anybody's list at all, uh, it's, it's so far down the list it hardly even is a blip on the radar. And, 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 you know, this, this list of 10 things I've referred to a couple of times, I believe we're in a day where the people lived simpler lives and we didn't rely on scientists to do this and that and the other, godless scientists normally. It, there were simple rules to help you stay healthy, simple rules to stay close to family, simple rules to stay close to God. And, and you know what? People died. Some did. Some will. But the fact of the matter is I truly believe this is a continuum, and if we pass on, we go back to God. That's what our goal is anyway, and uh, and and ultimately and finally, that's what we're all preparing for. We should prepare all the time anyway. This this idea that we've got to live our lives in terror and in great fright and and owing oh, it awful all the time. It's kind of like no, I. And I can't remember who said this. It was like somebody was close to death, and somebody said, "Have you made your peace with God?" And he says, "Well, we never argued." Let's get to that point. Uh, amen to that. And it's the kind of thing It's the kind of thing where we certainly don't want to die prematurely, folks, and we do value life. Don't misunderstand the point. But we are pointing out that you know what? Death is part of life and is part of God's plan. 
and let's not have fear about it. Let's pray to God that as long as we have um, a role to play on earth, as long as we have a mission to perform on earth, we pray for the strength and the health and the faithfulness to be able to accomplish those goals. And when it's our time that God calls us home, let's embrace that blessing also uh, is kind of the point. All right. I guess the EU is not too happy with Donald, huh, Kurt? Well, uh, this probably wouldn't surprise you, but the headline uh, there from Breitbart, the EU disapproves Brussels angry Trump acted on coronavirus without their permission. I mean, and of course, the EU is one of the, uh, I guess you could say the tentacles of the New York New World Order, if you will, the, you know, kind of world elites, the UNsters, the ones that want to basically take from the nations more of a and have more of a global world order. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it kind of cheers me up when I hear the EU disapproves. Amen to that. Now, if you guys want food compliments of your government, now I told you the government <coughs> will create a, a crisis if you let them. I'm telling you, that's what they do. They create crisis, and then they want to be the one to solve the crisis they created oftentimes, right? So just imagine going to Wuhan and being hungry, Kurt. I don't really even know how to, uh, I'll just, this is a a Breitbart piece and the headline reads Wuhan and that's remember where the, uh, you know, at least many people say this thing started, says Wuhan officials deliver emergency pork in garbage truck. Um, Now, um, John Hayward uh, writes this piece, uh, two senior district government officials in Wuhan, the uh, Chinese center at the, or excuse me, city at the center of the uh, coronavirus outbreak were fired uh, after they used a garbage truck to deliver a thousand portions of plastic wrapped pork to a community in their district. Outraged residents flooded social media with ugly photos of the dump truck tipping its back end and depositing a pile of bagged meat onto a plastic sheet. Uh, The South China Morning Post reported the district is still under quarantine and dependent upon the government to bring in food. Residents are not allowed to leave their homes to go shopping, so supplies must be delivered to them. Um, By the way, let me just stop you and say that um, Ecuador just closed their borders. Yeah, I kid you not. Uh, And uh, other countries now are doing the same thing, and they're literally creating these mandated, you can't leave your home stuff. You can't go out and get food, or you can limitedly, uh, you know, go out and get food. The the cops will make sure that they, Peru just closed its borders. And Peru is blatantly saying right now, hey, you can't even leave your house. And if you do, they're going to card you and make sure that you're who you say you are and that you're going where you say you're going, and you can limitedly get food. And the government will guarantee everything's available for you, Scott. You know, that, that brings to mind something that one of my biggest concerns, honestly, with all of this craziness that's going on is there will be people losing their jobs. I mean, waitresses and, and uh, you know, uh, clerks and, you know, the people that are kind of on the lower end of the pay scale, you know, the, the big, rich, wealthy guys are going to keep drawing their, their big paychecks. But there's a lot of people that, that probably will be put in a rough way. And I think we need to remember our Christian responsibility to these people 
I, I remember one time, this was someone I was associated with at church, and he was a very highly educated man, and I mean, go into a lot of his history and background, a lot of skills, but he lost his job. And he told me one day that one of the other fellow church members showed up at his front porch with 100 pounds of potatoes. And he says that was one of the most magnificent, munificent gifts he could have ever received, 100 pounds of potatoes to help take care of his family. And I think we need to remember that when we're associating with our fellow man that might come on hard times because of the way this stuff's playing out. We need to not act like monkeys, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that coming up in Thailand. But we need to act like servants of the Almighty God. And we need to take our ministering responsibilities as we can admit to follow the Prince of Peace absolutely seriously. This is Solutions Radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Among the developments when it comes to the coronavirus at this hour, the National Security Council says there is no truth to rumors that a national quarantine is coming to combat the outbreak. It says a text message rumor of a national quarantine is fake. There is no national lockdown. Meanwhile, the Senate today is expected to take up a coronavirus relief bill to help workers and businesses impacted by it. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin saying he has a general idea about how much it's going to cost, but he can't say for sure. It's hard to model some of these things because you don't know how many workers are going to be home. At last night's Democratic presidential primary debate, Joe Biden said he'll pick a woman to be his running mate. And this is USA Radio News. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Election, trade war, what in the world is the world coming to? And how will it affect your retirement? Fisher Investments has helped thousands of investors navigate all kinds of news and market conditions. Is your portfolio prepared? If you have $500,000 or more, call for Fisher's insightful free guide, The Stock Market Outlook, and learn how the market might impact your retirement this year. Call 1-800-379-4442. 1-800-379-4442. From CBN Films comes I Am Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, taken from his home into slavery, then a miraculous escape, only to be called back. It was not my grace, but God, that I might come to the Irish nations to preach the gospel. Witness the journey from man to saint. I Am Patrick. In select theaters for two days only, March 17th and 18th. For theaters and tickets, go to IAmPatrick.com. More from last night's Democratic presidential primary debate that was moved from Phoenix to Washington, D.C. because of concerns about the coronavirus. Also, there was no live audience. But candidates Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden went on with discussions of many issues, including immigration. Here's Bernie Sanders. These are good people, and yet they're living in terror. And we have got to end that terror, end the ice raids, and move toward a path citizenship and joe biden making this pledge in the first hundred days of my administration no one 
no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations that will take place are commissions of felonies in the United States of America. President Trump tweets yesterday that he is, quote, strongly considering a full pardon for his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. The retired general has been trying to take back a guilty plea concerning lying to the FBI about contact with Russian officials. And this is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, are we creating our own crisis? Robert Peck writes an incredible article about this. Letting fear drive us to panic purchasing is not the solution, it's the problem. Amen to that. The Federal Reserve slashes interest rates to 0%. Maybe they'll just start paying me to borrow money pretty quick, huh? Wow. All right, not only do Wuhan... Officials deliver emergency pork in a garbage truck. That's the kind of food you get from the government, folks. Wow. Kurt always says you can find a biscuit in a garbage can, but it ain't the place to go to get it. Boy, howdy. Is that right? Don't go to China to get your pork. I'll tell you that right now. But monkeys are hanging out in Thailand. Kurt? That's exactly right, Sam. And, uh, you know, just a little tiny footnote on that uh, pork from China. They did say that they apologized uh, for delivering food with garbage trucks. The pork was all recalled for destruction. And then they they get, they said they promised to get them a new shipment. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. But in uh, Thailand, Sam, um, apparently since they don't have so much, uh, you know, traffic with tourism now we got problems with gangs there uh the headline reads coronavirus prompts rival gangs of monkeys to fight for limited tourist food in thailand so um you know if you didn't think you had enough to worry about hey you know look out worry for about the rival monkeys. gangs although of if there's no tourists in thailand anymore because everybody's locked down there won't be any food for the monkeys there kurt, uh, kurt well that's right maybe the monkeys will start you know cannibalism i guess all I don't right know what well donald's attacking pelosi well sam the headline reads uh trump Pelosi's coronavirus bill stuffed with unrelated goodies for Democrats. I mean, we've never seen a crisis where they pass something in Congress and throw in a bunch of, uh, well, things that weren't really necessary in a bill, right? Uh, there you have it. But again, I, you know, I appreciate that Donald's pointing this out about Pelosi, but, you know, the Republicans have done this plenty, too. So let's be fair and and what nonpartisan about this reality. But, yeah, I mean, Donald's pointing out uh, a serious problem. But the question becomes, will they pass something in the House and something in the Senate? And will Donald sign it that's full of pork? And the answer is it happens over and over. Oh, wait a minute. Am I saying pork? Yeah, garbage truck Chinese pork called fake money dollars being spent belligerently over and over and over in America. So I appreciate Donald pointing this out, but I, I it's hard for me to take some of these people seriously when it just happens over and over and over and over, uh, and then they complain, but you know, they continue on the same road, Scott. Well, you know, it does happen, and, and it's a, a tra- tragedy, and it's a travesty, and it's, it's really a crime. I'll just give you an example. The only way Obamacare got through, Obama needed two votes in the Senate to be able to bring cloture. And uh, I call it the Louisiana Purchase and the Cornhusker Sellout. Senator from Louisiana 
and went to her and said, well, come on, what do you guys really need? We could put this in there and it'll be fine. And she said, okay, you got my vote. Same thing happened to the guy in Nebraska. They sold their votes. We got Obamacare. This is how business is done. This is, it's a vote purchasing thing. And it starts at the very base level. We, the people, sell our votes to people that think that we think are going to bring the biggest goodie package. And because of that, we are losing this great nation. We've got to quit selling our votes. And those senators and congressmen that do sell their votes should be uh, voted out of office. There is no way we should put up with people that are, I mean, you know, uh, you talk about a, a harlot selling things. Well, they're doing the same thing. They're selling our liberty. And I am just appalled to think that this happens. And, and yes, uh, Pelosi is guilty of it, but absolutely, we have a gob on both sides of the aisle that are doing this. And Amen to that. It's got to stop, stop, folks. We've got to turn our direction around. That's why I'm worried about the country. By the way, a huge number of Americans, according to WND.com, say that bread lines in the U.S. could happen. Do you want to respond to this, Kurt? Well, aren't they already going on, Sam? I mean, you got, uh, what, uh, you know, like a thousand people waiting outside of a grocery store to go in and get some uh, food. Well, I guess it's typically toilet paper. Yeah, but, bread's uh, available right now, Kurt. Just TP and <laughs> hand sanitizer are not available. Bread's all right right now, buddy. You know? I've heard uh, sources where they say, well, it was a little bit of this kind of bread or a little bit of that. I got a kind crazy idea. You ready? Uh, yeah, go what ahead. What if you learn to make bread, my friend? Imagine that, Sam. What do you think of that, Scott? Is that crazy out there now? You know, I think we <laughs> ought to have a resurgence of this uh, uh, process of actually eating wholesome foods. I mean, uh, here's um, here's point number two in my ten simple rules: eat simple, good, wholesome, nourishing food, and drink plenty of water. And I think that uh, I think that that would go a long ways. People that buy their prepackaged stuff, you know, the this stuff that's uh, chemicals and flavoring, there's no nutrition in that. I know it, but there you have it. And that's why I say I don't see anybody at the, you know, FDA or the CDC or the who or any. I don't see them talking about nutritious food and plenty of vitamin C and vitamin D and get sun and exercise and fresh air. And as Kurt pointed out right at the start of the broadcast last hour, you know, some laughter and some cheer. And as Scott pointed out, some time with loved ones and family and, and worshiping God and spending time as a family and just enjoy each other's company and. See, all these things, they're worried about bread lines in America. Well, learn to make bread, folks. Make bread for your neighbors, you know. All right, Shopify is the only one doing something positive that I can see, Kurt. Well, yeah, great. Good point, Sam. Uh, headline from Shopify. Uh, well, or from Breitbart. Shopify gives employees $1,000 each to build home offices. Uh, so, you know, you got homeschooling and home offices. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, the wave of the future. It I is. Guess, and, uh, you know, currently. I commend Shopify for this because 
you know, they're basically focusing on a lot of what the solutions are. I think a lot of people should come home and work. The environmentalists should be applauding this where everybody doesn't have to drive to work and just spew their car toxins in the environment. I don't hear the environmentalists speaking out about this or putting their money where their mouth is to support this effort. But at least Shopify isn't good for them. Now, we've been highlighting countries around the world. I told you about Ecuador and Peru closing down their borders, literally mandating that there'll be plenty. Government will make sure everybody has food. Same thing going on in China and Thailand and everywhere else. But now Kurt wants to tell you about the Italians and what they're doing. And then and remember, in America, they're saying, we're going to probably implement a lot of the things like what's going on around the world. I pray they don't. This is what I mean. We're just on the wrong road. But here's what the Italians are doing, Kurt. The headline from Breitbart says Italians must fill out paperwork to buy groceries, comma, visit hospitals. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's all you need. And maybe a little bit more government paperwork. Uh, what do you so think, Scott? Fill out a government uh, permission slip, if you will, to get groceries? Well, this is just what we've been talking about for the last two hours. Absolutely and equivocally, it's the Leviathan government that is taking, you know, complete control of everything and and anything. And and you say, oh, well, this couldn't happen under the Republicans. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? It's not happening. In fact, I and almost when, think there's a greater chance of it happening under the Republicans than the Democrats. If the Democrats were in charge in their crazy policies, people would stand up and go, whoa, wait a minute. When it's the Republicans, they just want to go to sleep and go, I'm glad they got that solved for me. There's no question that this is – we're in a very, very threatening time. I, I really do think that this idea of, of tucking it in, drawing near to those we love, drawing toward God, I think there's so much that can be said – uh, for recentering our lives, you know, um, that that we can somehow uh, get through this by following the government mandate. You know, you talk about baking loaves. This is a statement that was made. Uh, 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 well, this was back in 1968. A guy by the name of Ezra Taft Benson. Anyway, he said, unless the people break what bake one loaf of bread for each citizen, the government cannot guarantee that each will have one loaf to eat. Wow, well, hold on. Say that again. This is so important. Say this again. Unless the people bake one loaf of bread for each citizen, the government cannot guarantee that each will have one loaf to eat. Here's, here's, um, as constitutions can be written, this was his next sentence, laws can be passed and imperial decrees can be issued, but unless the bread is produced, it can never be distributed. And so, you know, it already, it, I keep coming, uh, this, we the people, we the people must take charge of our lives, stop looking to government mandates and programs and policies and new directives and blah, 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 blah. You know, you you can't you can't do it that way. Government doesn't produce anything. It's a drain. It's a general drain of everything. Government cannot give anybody anything unless it takes it from someone else to begin with. And and so, well, hey, that reality check is vitally important. And this is where I think the Americans just don't understand it. You got the Italians saying you got to fill out paperwork. You got the Chinese literally delivering pork in a dump truck. You've got Peru and Ecuador literally mandating that they'll have you know a plenty for everyone, guaranteed, says the government. Donald's basically guaranteeing everything. But there's a White House report about Nancy Pelosi that I think is relevant too coming up. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the FDA in America. This stuff is real, folks. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. So when I look around the world at the tyrannical agenda going on, I know they want to just act like they're helping everybody, but look, they created the crisis and then government wants to put the help in place. And then the United States leadership says we're going to look around the world and implement the same policies that are happening around the world. It scares the heck out of me, folks. So Italians must fill out paperwork to buy groceries. White House report about Nancy Pelosi, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Yeah, the uh, headline reads, uh, White House report, Nancy Pelosi pressed to include taxpayer funding of abortion in coronavirus stimulus. We kind of hit on this before. Well, but first off, I reject the, the stimulus, much less the murder oh, yeah. line good items. Point. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Scott? Again, that's, this is selling votes and buying power and... Um, we, the people, have got to stop putting up with it. Um, we, we've got such a morass of, of just belligerently power-hungry, trusted representatives today that I think we need to reevaluate who we're sending to office. We just really do. It's not, it's not healthy for the nation. It's building socialism. It's redistributing wealth. This idea that we're doing abortions at all, is abominable, and then to say the government, taxpayer dollars, money you put in, should go towards it. And especially to promote it on the back of a coronavirus where everybody's kind of panicked and doing something they shouldn't anyway, and then you slip all this other murderous intent into the mix, I mean, it just adds insult to injury. Yep, absolutely. It's it's absurd, it's a travesty, it's a tragedy, and it really 
it, it's it's criminal. All right. We, we, we shouldn't even have people like that in office. Food and Drug Administration in the news. <laughs> Another unconstitutional agency at the helm, huh, Kurt? Rearing its ugly head? Well, yeah, you're going to have a real hard time finding it in your constitution, but it's a headline uh, from Breitbart, FDA calls for public to donate blood in wake of coronavirus stresses safety. Yeah. Are you comfortable now, Scott? Oh, I feel so much better. I mean, the FDA, I mean, listen for just a second. If you ever watch any TV and you watch those commercials that come on and we got these happy people skipping through life, looking like they're just on top of the world, and then you hear the voiceover underneath the, the commercial, oh, this is going to cause liver and kidney damage, you're going to have strokes, and you're going to probably want to kill your spouse and maybe yourself. And I mean, it's like, holy cow, the FDA approved this. What are we thinking? You know, it's just absurd to me to think that this <laughs> trusted government agency could put out something that greatly increases and, and really look at all of the mass shootings that happen. Any of those that we get the information on, they are on some chemistry, mind chemistry altering drug, these somatic type drugs. I mean, whether it's the kids that are shooting kids at school. They have some certified professional with a certificate helping them through their problems every time, too. You bet. And this is the kind of thing where we say, oh, tr uh, trust me, I'm from the government. I don't think the if something's FDA approved, it's kind of, to me, like having your uh, your public education system or your university system accredited. It's like, okay, that, that, that discounts their value to me. I mean, the accreditation process for universities really is the approval of the humanist perspective that's being taught there. Yeah, Kanye West literally talked about when he was dealing with these performance contracts, um, you know, record labels and, and you know, some of these star-studded studios and things like that. He literally says they prohibit you from talking about God in a productive, healthy, appropriate way, but you can talk about rape and pillage and plunder and murder and satanic worship, but it's no problem at all. And he highlighted that he felt like, you know, now that he's a Christian, he felt like working in that reality. He was flat out working for Satan. Now, he may be overstating it slightly, but I would submit to you that he's on target. And that comparison uh, relates, in my opinion, to a lot of the point you're making here, Scott. Well, there's no question. And, and if an FDA-approved drug comes out, I have to say, whoa, I'd like to hear the contradictions, the things that are the downside of it. And, and people never read that. I mean, oh, my doctor prescribed it for me, so it must be okay. And, and you read, read the fine print, and it's kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you get increased depression, weight gain, of course, they go together. <laughs> if you end up wanting to kill your spouse, these are common side effects. Yes, they are. And what's interesting to me is when you get those things, there's a big, massive, thick, pile of papers that comes every time with it that everybody discards too it isn't just a you know fine print i mean it's fine but it's long print too buddy with all kinds of details and caveats and i mean i could go on and on and on at there's two people self-quarantining uh, because they've been in uh, contact with the coronavirus kurt well yeah it's two or plenty more i guess well, uh, that you're you highlighting the, your two headlines. yeah that's right Good point. Uh, coronavirus colon. Lindsey Graham self-quarantines after visiting Mar-a-Lago. And then you've got Rick Scott, uh, as far as I know, senator from Florida, self-quarantining after exposure to coronavirus. Uh, anyway, there you go.
I now, don't know about you guys, but you know what I'm going to do when we done get off the air? Yeah. I am going to put my hiking boots on, and I'm going to go up in the mountains and breathe some of God's fresh air, enjoy the, the morning light, and, and just enjoy what's offered to us free of charge every day if we'll just take it. This idea of wrapping ourselves in a safety blanket and safety net and all that kind of stuff and, and cocooning ourselves until we curl up and die— it's not my way. Is I'm that legal, behind. Scott? Can you do that in America right now? I, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to stay behind the bushes or something. So You're going to chance it, huh? I'm going to chance it. Good work, buddy. I love it, and I concur completely. And this is, this is the point we're making, ladies and gentlemen, about we need some laughter. We need some hope. We need God. We need family. We need country. We don't need mandates and government solving every problem that we have. Um. You know, Nancy Pelosi trying to solve the problem with a big, you know, huge government mandated funded abortion mill murder plan. That isn't helpful, folks. And you know what? The super rich are now turning to bunkers to, quote, self-quarantine during coronavirus outbreak. Kurt? Yes, Sam. uh, It's pretty interesting, uh, you know, to see this. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you and I might uh, do what Scott uh, Dr. Scott Bradley just talked about head, you know, into the mountains or you know, out in the country, but the super rich are just uh, putting in some bunkers. Uh, you know, I guess they've got to protect themselves and their money and that kind of thing. And uh, those prepper folks are kind of, uh, I guess you could say, being told or being, uh, what would you say, uh, you know, agreed with right now. You know, in the past, they'd say they're kind of crazy, but uh, even the super rich putting in some bunkers. You know, it's it's interesting to me. Uh, you know, clear back, you know, the uh, Genesis when, uh, when when Joseph was was basically instructed by God that the people needed to have uh, a food st- supply. You know, there's so much wisdom in having preparation. This idea that we wait until the last minute. And, and then there's no bottled water or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, this idea of using wisdom and prudence in preparing for things, that the exigencies of the day, if you will, there's so much to be said about that, that that people nowadays, you know, they're suddenly, oh, my goodness, I've got to run down and buy a, you know, a roll of toilet paper. You know, if over time with wisdom and prudence and understanding, people prepared their lives, and, and this is across the spectrum. This isn't just physical foodstuffs and things like that. We're talking about a spiritual well, a, a, a well of love, a well of, of compassion and caring, a well of togetherness within our you know, families and loved ones. I mean, these kinds of things need to be replenished and built over time that, that you know, this, this last-minute deathbed repentance kind of thing, it just shows what a frantic society we have become. And it's a tragedy. It really is sad to think that that we let relationships go by the wayside. You know, we let, you know, marriages fall apart. We let children drift away. And and I think that if you can put some good spin on this, you could say, let's gather together and let's renew the things that really matter. And, you know, it's like the Trappist monk said back in the 1970s, you know, when you get done climbing the ladder, you might find you had it leaned against the wrong wall. I mean, we we climb the ladder so much, and we get to the top, we look over and say, wait, 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 this this isn't where I wanted to be. Let's figure out where we want to be, and let's go there. 
and, and let's make it a journey that's that's not a fits and starts and herky jerky and and everybody's kind of you know having to quickly oh man I got to make up for all these bad years spent let's kind of make it a, a, a something that happens every single day and and I think we'll be a happier people I really do Kurt? so and quit turning to government for crying out loud. <laughs> Imagine that, Sam. I mean, uh, uh, you know, not turning to government for the solutions. It reminds me of the uh, deal back in uh, New Orleans when we had that big, uh, I don't know, hurricane slash, it was a Katrina, if I remember right, and some of the people were really upset because FEMA didn't come in and show, you know, get there right and deliver water or whatever. Uh, and then you compare it to the good folks up in like North Dakota when they have a blizzard like 10 feet deep and you know they didn't even call on FEMA they just you know took care of it themselves and uh, that's what we need to look at too is the guys like that and say hey um, you know let the churches and the good people of America take care of things and you know let the government take care of its specific role and Nothing else. You know, it's interesting. My uh, my wife's uh, grandma and grandpa were born back in the 1800s, and of course they're both dead now. But uh, <clears throat> her grandpa was kind of a mountain man, and one time he got out. I mean, him and his buddies were out on a big elk hunt. There was a huge snowstorm that came in and just snowed everybody in, and it took him 30 days to get back. And uh, Tammy, my my wife, asked uh, her grandmother one time, "Were you worried?" And she said, "Oh no." I knew they were having a great time. They had an elk hung up outside the wall tent, and uh, and they were having a great, you know, get-together around the campfire every day and night. And, you know, this today, everybody would have sent out the flares and the rescue parties and everything. And what he did is he and his buddies hunkered down for 30 days until the conditions changed, and then they they came back. It's like, whoa, does that sound like America today? Not at all. Well, and ladies and gentlemen, the the contrast is clear. While elites self-quarantine and melt down, while elites go into bunkers and panic, while society promotes socialism and communism and government is your only answer, we're promoting God, family, country. And we believe that to be the answer. We're promoting the principles that make resilient people, the principles that put God in charge, the principles that allow us to obey God's commandments and realize the blessings that he's promised. He says, if you do what I say, I am bound. That's God's, you know, guidance to each of us. And and so it's imperative that we do what he says, that we turn to him, that we repent. The National Day of Prayer by President Trump was a huge step in the right direction. Too bad it didn't get the coverage that it deserves. But the contrast of what we're highlighting and what they're promoting could not be further. uh, I mean, they're 180 from one another, ladies and gentlemen. But for Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, and Scott Bradley, we say to you, focus on God, family, and country. You know what? Don't hunker down and melt down. Be prudent and be careful. Turn to God, family, and country. Use healthy foods, lots of sleep, plenty of good loved ones around, laughter, right? Exercise and do these things because that's how we'll get through this thing without a meltdown. Don't fulfill prophecy. Don't make a self-fulfilling prophecy. Look, we don't want to create a crisis, folks. That's number one. And I think President Trump is right on that fact. 
For Sam, Scott, and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.